Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been I'm hoping that you dropped so in. Very nice. I'll hold your hand. Well, I don't think it's that cold outside here this morning. In fact, there's not a lot of ice to scrape off your windshield. It's pretty pleasant and uh, could get a little uh, snow tonight, light snow, 30% chance. But overall, uh, far from miserably cold for this time of the year and even continuing uh, right up until Christmas. The long range looks uh, pretty much what we've been experiencing as of late, but if it ever feels too cold outside and you want to stay in and read a book, well, listen up. Trudy Stafford here now from Virginia Public Library, uh, sharing some uh, of uh, the biggest books of the year and what to expect in the new year, including her own favorites. Trudy, thanks for being here. Welcome back. Thanks, Greg. Good to be back. I'd like to start uh, by asking you. I'd like to start by asking you first. What was your own uh, personal favorite? Uh, book this year to read? The one that really stuck out to me this year that was my favorite, it was called The Wager by David Grant, and that's the author of Killers of the Flower Moon. So it's the same author who wrote that book. So he had one come out called The Wager, and I love historical nonfiction. And it was about an 18th century shipwreck, and it was a tale of mutiny and murder and mystery. Let me tell you, once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. Awesome. Let's look at some of the most popular books that uh, people were uh, demanding. You get into the library and uh, they were borrowing. What were they? So I'm calling this uh, 2023 the year of memoirs that we couldn't keep up with the demand. And of course, we started the year in January with Prince Harry's Spare. No surprise to anyone, this was the most borrowed book at the library this year. But we also had some other memoirs. Also did well. Elliot Page's memoir, Page Boy. Pamela Anderson, of course. She had her memoir come out, Love, Pamela. And now we have Britney Spears, and that's extremely popular. And Barbara Streisand. And for anyone who listens to audiobook, her audiobook for My Name is Barbara is 50 hours long. Wow. <laughs> so that's quite an investment of time. <laughs> Two whole days and then some. What other uh, popular books were there this year? We had uh, Sherry Dimaline, of course, who is a, an Indigenous author, and she's most known for The Marrow Thieves, which was adapted into a TV series. She released two books this year that did so well. One is called Venco, so V-E-N-C-O, that's actually about witches and witchcraft. She also released a really popular teen title called Funeral Songs for Dying Girls, about a young girl who uh, lives in her father's crematorium, and they live next to a cemetery that they discover is actually haunted. It sounds really good as well. Is there one author that by far is above and beyond all the rest that has people coming to the library for? It's still Colleen Hoover. She came out of nowhere a few years ago, and boy, people cannot get enough of her. She often writes about kind of romances, but not your traditional happy ever after romances, so kind of darker stories. But she also writes kind of really tense suspense mysteries. So her most famous thriller was Verity, and that is still doing really well, that book as well. Trudy Stafford's my guest from the Regina Public Library. Is there anyone else we want to reflect on before we look ahead to the new year? The only other thing I'm going to mention is, again, it was another successful year for the Dogman graphic novel series. Kids cannot get enough of this series. Dogman is the top dog. The books always have really fun pun titles. The new one for this year was 20,000 Fleas Under the Sea, (laughs) and that was the top 
circulating uh, title for children's, and you know what? It was almost the top circulating title overall, even be- beating out Prince Harry. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that the younger set is still interested in reading with books like that, for sure. 2024 is near, Trudy. What are you anticipating in the new year when it comes to the Regina Public Library and books? We've got our eye on some. If you go to our social media channels, especially Instagram, we're counting down our 12 most anticipated books of the year. Oh, give me one tease. Tease me with one. (laughs) Come on. For me, it's the new Eric Larson book. So Eric Larson, he writes historical nonfiction. That is my jam. I just finished his Dead Wake about the sinking of the Lusitania. He also did The Devil in White City about the serial killer that stalked that uh, World Fair. He has a new book coming out in April about the Civil War and about Abraham Lincoln, and it actually sounds really great. Excellent. All of this, only a library card away. That's it, and it's all free with your library card. (laughs) Trudy, what a pleasure it is to have you on the show again. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Yes, and Merry Christmas to you, Greg. Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk Well, everyone was in a festive mood last night when they saw the CP holiday train roll up alongside a mosaic stadium there at the tracks uh, where the riders used to practice and uh, the stage opened up. Kenzie Porter and uh, Dallas Smith were on board, and they performed, of course, benefiting the food bank and that train. If you were uh, working a little later and were uh, cruising downtown and you looked over to the tracks and saw that train all lit up, 14 cars, all the LED lights, it's uh, pretty impressive. Went on to Moose John today. Uh, that train is going to be in Swift Current this morning at 9.30. It arrives, show at 9.45, then off to Maple Creek for a 1.30 arrival this afternoon. Uh, Kevin Martell, there are simply uh, wonderful ways to get into the festive spirit, and that was one, considering how warm it was last night. I remember, um, I mean, of course, we go right by our studio here in past years, including this year, but when I'd be working, when it would drive by, and it would be neat to just stare out the window for a little bit, to take a break from work and stare out the window and look at all the the cars go by. But yeah, if if you haven't seen it before... It is uh, quite a sight to see. So if you didn't see it this year, then get over You're to Swift Current. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing Swift. Six more sleeps to Christmas. And uh, it is, it, it, you know, this is an exciting time of the year, right? If you're a kid, you're in the last few days of school, Kevin, and you don't want to work anymore. You just want no. to go and uh, do crafts or else watch Christmas movies. Not, not play in the snow not this year. <laughs> not playing in the snow. Although it's in the forecast tonight, a 30% chance uh, I've said that many times on this show, 30% chance of snow, which yeah. never amounts to too much. So we'll see here. I got to get, uh, I got to go to the mall today, actually. And what maybe would pick you up be another, going to the mall for? I got to pick up another gift. Oh. Um, it's not quite done. I yeah. just, uh, I feel confident though. I know what I'm going to get. I know they're going to have it. So I'm not like panicking, but yeah, I got to go to the Cornwall Center. I guess I got to walk by that damage. We'll see kind of what the scene so is So what there. is the latest? Now, uh, the woman behind the wheel on the weekend when they went smashing through 
the mall, yep. had to appear in court yesterday. Yeah, it was her first court appearance yesterday, and not a whole lot happened. Usually for a first court appearance, I mean, it's pretty quick. I mean, they have to kind of get everything together. They need to figure out, well, who's your lawyer going to be, that sort of a thing. And so it was pushed off till uh, early next month, but we found out during that uh, brief appearance that uh, the woman apparently has... Uh, a, a little bit of a list. New priors? Yeah, yeah, when it comes to prior incidents. And uh, hey, we're learning this morning as well, another kind of a wild incident involving another taxi. Well, this Greg. is quite the skirmish. It is. So police are saying that over the weekend, uh, kind of by the McDonald's at uh, Albert and Dudney there, a taxi driver had a couple in the back, a man and a woman. Uh, police say the man brought out a hatchet threaten the driver. So the driver pulls over next to another cab driver. The cab driver of that second vehicle gets out. The man shows his hatchet to him. The driver, police say, goes, gets a baseball bat, swings and hits him. And mm. then they run off and eventually they're arrested. But wow. Another, wow. another, I don't know if you call it close call, but another taxi drivers, man. Yeah. That's one of the That's got to be a dangerous jobs. occupation yeah. at times. Uh, late at night for sure, and you just proved it there. Um, an abrupt end to city council yesterday after four whole days. Now, uh, this is Councillor Bob Hawkins uh, just before the vote, I believe. People are tired. They're hungry. Staff has been here a long day. Christmas is pressing. Now, he doesn't vote in favor of the budget passing. He does But he says that, and it pretty much sounds like, uh, okay, let's vote. <laughs> I'm tired of this. Not just him, but others too. It was almost a kind of a deflated kind of, and I and I tuned in a little bit to it. And uh, he had uh, Councillor Hawkins had tried to move this. He he wanted a recess, and then he wanted to just push it until today. He wanted to push it until the new year. They're trying to find a date, but they couldn't find one. I mean, that was a, a big part of you know why the process took so long i mean i i know in other years when i've covered the budget it's it's you know they're, they're talking about line items they're talking about okay well can we take $100,000 from whatever area can we take that out of the budget or can we move it on to next year this year a lot of it seemed to be questions about the budget because of a lot of uncertainty a lot of what's happening with real well accounting practices what what there, there well, was a lot Mayor of that. Sandra Masters was on Evan Bray show yesterday and she alluded to this it wasn't necessarily an easy one to figure out and that's the impression I got it seems some counselors had a problem trying to figure out the numbers and why was it so troublesome them for to figure out again I'll go into a little further detail the mayor is going to join me after the eight o'clock news here and we'll talk a little more on the budget but it it I, I just get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong, and they just said, okay, let's just get this over with. Not necessarily just in the best interest it. of everyone. We just want to go home for Christmas. By the way, uh, you'll be paying another 20 or $30 more uh, a month next year. That This is not only property taxes, but they've changed some things around uh, utilities as well. Depends how big of a garbage bin that you have. So all that factors in. I'm so. never excited to pay more property taxes, no. but no. I did not expect them to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I expected them to go <laughs> up. Uh, thank you, Kevin Martell. See Jamie News Time now is 658. Joy, 
point of the world. City Council passed the budget finally. And uh, no other person other than uh, council themselves uh, probably had a little joy in uh, its end. And then our own Lisa Schick, our senior reporter, who has been there all four days covering this. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Well, uh, I don't know where to begin here, but here's what I'm wondering. Is is my impression right that by the end of the evening, uh, it kind of felt like, that's it, we're done, we want to go home for Christmas, so let's vote on this. Not everyone's in agreement. Move on. You know what, that's, that's certainly what it felt like. I mean, as the afternoon wore on, we started getting into evening. We had a few counselors try to just say, you know what, I'm calling the vote. Uh, there was some procedural stuff that meant that they couldn't before that. And then we got to a point where uh, Councillor Hawkins, every time somebody spoke, he brought a new motion to recess. So he wanted to recess it until today. Then he wanted to recess it until the first week of January a couple times. And then the uh, whole proceedings paused for a few minutes just so everybody could talk. And then when they came back, he called the vote. Um, saying, you know, everybody's tired, people want to go home, they're hungry, it's almost Christmas, let's just call the vote. Well, Mayor Sandra Masters didn't vote for the budget, right? Saying she kind of agreed with Councillor Jason Mancinelli. Uh, there there were points of interest to them, like deferring investment into the downtown core was, was uh, something they were concerned about. So uh, take us through just the, the sense of the room, uh, those who were kind of opposed to not voting in favor of this. Yeah, well... Councillor Mancinelli, he had been asking a lot of very detailed questions that had very long answers. He's been talking for a while about, you know, I don't have enough information to make decisions. So at one point, like, for example, he asked for uh, the numbers, the comparisons of uh, projected budget and uh, what, or pardon me, the budget from last year and then projections for the actuals for the end of the year for every department in the city. And there were counselors who were like, whoa, 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 like, this is taking forever. Why do you need this? And it just seemed like people were getting kind of frustrated with how long things were taking. And that led to what ended up being a pretty split vote of people voting for the budget. And like you said, it seemed like they kind of just wanted to get it done and over with. Yeah, it kind of appears to me that uh, they were really struggling some on uh, figuring out the numbers. Because it was not, even Mayor Master said on the Evan Bray show yesterday, this is not an easy budget to look back on and compare. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot to comprehend here. Uh, who knows? Maybe some just said, <laughs> it hurts my head. <laughs> Let's vote. The mayor is going to join me after 8 o'clock for her take on this as well. So when it all comes down to it, what does it mean for me and everyone else listening on our pocketbooks, Lisa? Well, I mean, the budget books were apparently more more confusing this year, and for some people, their increase for their wallets is going to be just a little bit more confusing because we do have the property tax increase, which ended up being about 2.85%. That means about 557 more a month for the average home. Remember, that average home is uh, valued at about $315,000. So if you got a bigger house, it's going to be a little bit more. If you got a smaller house, it's going to be a little bit less. Um, there's also the utilities increase, which is going to be about 570 more a month for the average user. That one doesn't depend on your house size. But, of course, we do have the garbage change. Garbage uh, pickup is moving from your uh, property taxes to your utility bills. That combined with the cost for the green bin pickup adds about 850 
if you have the smaller cart, around $15, $16 if you have the bigger garbage cart. So altogether, I mean, the smaller cart is about $20 more a month. With the bigger cart, it's around $27 more a month. You talk about these increases in garbage. You really come off grinchy there, Lisa. I'm sorry to point that out. Well, no, city council. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very grinchy now that you tie it all neatly in that bow together. Thank you, Lisa, for covering. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks very much. They told me bum A newborn king to see bum And Crosby, David Bowie, and their smoky jackets standing next to the piano. If ever, anyone ever wonders what it's like when Anna and I get together on Christmas Eve, that's exactly smoking it. Smoking jackets pipes, and pianos. Smoking jackets singing bum 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 the star of the Evan Bray Show is here. Oh, I got to play this for you here. Uh, last week, you were with me, and you brought me Kim Wilson, a teacher right. you knew. We are talking about gifts to get for your children. How about this one from a kindergarten teacher that uh, wants to remain nameless? One of the kids, well, go ahead, describe. Well, I had a kindergartner bring me in um, uh, a lace nighty of his mom. He was very proud of it. He thought his mom looked very pretty in it. <laughs> I don't know how I would handle that. How about you? I was quite shocked and surprised and thanked him very much and told him it was very pretty and then had a talk with his mom when she picked him up that afternoon. <laughs> That'd be one heck of a embarrassing oh, moment my. for Can you for imagine? Mom. Yes. I can. I can. But I, I bring that up again because I'm curious, when you were uh, chief of police, were you, uh, A, able to accept gifts and did any gifts come to you? Yeah, you know, we the odd time someone would bring in cookies. You know, I always like getting the call, hey, chief, there's a package for you at the front desk. <laughs> Is it ticking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it look suspicious? <laughs> but it was normally what, baking? Yeah, you know, there was lots of uh, sweet people that would bring in some baking and, you know, th- thoughtful gifts like that, which, of course, yeah. I was always happy to share. You put that in the work area for a bunch of hungry shift-working cops, they're gone yeah. in no time. Yeah. I, uh, as your friend for so many years, I noticed as a uh, police chief, you really had to go out and eat a lot. <laughs> like you were constantly you going Thank to dinner. Thank you for paying attention to and, that. <laughs> and representing the city in some form or another. Uh, do, you, do you enjoy the fact there's not as many treats around uh, here? Because we get nothing. It's, we get nothing it's way studio. better for your waistline, for sure. <laughs> oh, is that, that's not what I was No, I would never. No, I, I'm joking, of course. Okay, so yesterday you have Mayor Sandra Masters on, and she's going to join me after the 8 o'clock news. The budget is over with. Uh, she sounded optimistic. She was a little upbeat. She admitted that there's a lot on the books here to try to decipher. It wasn't the easiest budget to figure out, but it sounded like she was pumped and jazzed, but by the end of the night... I think what you saw was six members of council were going to vote to pass the budget, and so I think you just saw a concession on the other side just to say, okay, we can be done. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> everyone last night. Well, we're tired. Done. Let's go. Uh, any thoughts on this here as uh, the budget is passed? But well, you know, I think that giving giving themselves the weekend to absorb things and, and head into it Monday morning, they were optimistic, and you heard that from the mayor yesterday morning. But that was another long day, and when you've got so many competing interests at, at council, I think it becomes wearing. And, and I've seen Councillor Hawkins play the role that he did at the end of budget last night where he's like, you know, I've seen him make motions to adjourn. <laughs> They'll be right in the middle of a heated debate. 
it's time to go home. <laughs> and, and so I can picture that going down at the end of the night last night. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's time. People are tired. Oh, yeah. Well, we're uh, paying more. No surprise. But uh, it seems to be uh, uh, dealt with. But again, the mayor will be here after the 8 o'clock news. I want to see how sleepy she got by the end of it all <laughs> as well, too. Uh, well, you've got a big show coming up here. You, uh, you're you're taking uh, uh, the, the opposition uh, conservative uh, leader. Is- That's right. Pierre Polyev is uh, joining me this morning, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I threw it out to listeners if you had any questions that you would like asked. I think I'm up to about 250 questions. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> the number one question, what are you doing with the carbon tax? Yeah, I think that is the leadoff is to talk about the carbon tax because we've been talking about it so much. It, it's been in conversations over the last couple of months. He keeps talking about axing the tax. So um, I want to ask that and see where he goes. But there's so many different things that he talks about regularly that I want to get him to elaborate on and what we can expect if he's the next prime minister. Okay. And, uh, as well on a little lighter note, you're going to be talking about traveling and, uh, Terry Cassis is going to be popping by from CAA Saskatchewan. Um, this is, do you hear as many of your friends? I don't hear as many people wanting to travel for the holidays. this Well, year. part of it. And part of the reason why I wanted to have Terry on is there's so many travel advisories. There's like over a hundred countries, including some popular winter destinations where people are being advised to exercise caution and in some cases not go at all. So I wanted to ask him a little bit about that. And then just generally, and you've been a victim of this, the travel crisis right now with delayed flights and losing baggage, are we over that, or where are things at? That's what Terry will talk well, about. Well, and to that point, uh, I've said this to you. Uh, you almost have to, it used to be you'd book a holiday and you think, okay, but I'm going to book one extra day to relax before I go back to work. <laughs> you need two now, yeah. because what if your flight gets delayed uh, It seems else? to happen a lot. Yeah. All right, Evan. Evan Bray is back here at 8.30. I thank you, my friend. Now, here's what you need to know, folks. If you have children, you've woken up, and they want to talk to Santa Claus, here's your opportunity right now. Call my producer, Frank. Wake him up a little there at one 7275 Tell him the names of the children, and uh, he'll take your phone number. And we're going to arrange so that when we uh, try our direct line to the North Pole to talk to Santa Claus after the news next Your kids can talk to him and ask whatever they want to Santa. That's coming right up. Again, the number now, 1-877-300-7275. Call to arrange for your kids to talk to Santa.